Welcome to this podcast, Married to His Will. I am Suzette Blunt, your host and licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia. If you're listening for the first time, I welcome you wholeheartedly. If you're in a struggle and feeling stuck, you have come to the right place. This podcast is made just for you so that you will know you can become unstuck. I knew I was married to God's will the day I gave up what I thought I knew to discover what He wanted me to know. Purpose found me in that moment and I let go. God was going to use my struggle to bless my life and to bless others. I originally thought the continuous struggle of my 19 to 20 year marriage was my purpose, but it was only to be used for God's greater purpose in my life. I realized that I did not have to suffer verbal and emotional abuse or any kind of abuse for a lifetime to remain a chosen servant of God. And that the promise of salvation was not just from eternal hell, but for situations beyond my ability to manage. I became free from a place of bondage so that you can be free also. The Bible says no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. God will provide a way of escape out of that struggle you face. He did that for me. He allowed me to endure 19 years of the same struggle and then said, I am bringing you out so that you can become who I have called you to become. And now I am totally devoted and married to his will. Invite your friends on the journey with me as I bring the word, share personal stories and clinical insights from my own expertise and knowledge. And I plan to have others join me along the way. Enjoy this next episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to my channel and to another episode of this podcast, Married to His Will. I'm always happy when you can join me here for my rant and the things that God has put in me to share with you. So I just want to put a little plug in here before I continue with this segment. And I'm just going to read it off because I don't want to miss anything. And I want to let you know where you can find me if you are looking for a therapist or if you just want to send me some questions uh, for anything you want me to bring up on another episode. So I want to let you know that I have been a therapist with BetterHelp for a long time or quite a while, maybe over, it's been over a year for sure. And you can go to betterhelp.com to find a therapist of your choice. I'm one of those therapists, and I will certainly put a link below for you so you can know how to find me. Uh, it's very convenient for those who may not want to be on video, but they want to do chats or phone counseling. Those uh, are some more convenient ways that you can do therapy these days. I also own my own practice called Boundless Love Psychotherapy, LLC. And you can find out more about my practice at uh, haramcounseling.com. And I'm going to leave that link below for you. You can also find me on other networks such as Focus on the Family. And also I work through another provider or another platform called Headway. And they take care of my billing needs for me. 
where I don't have to call the insurance company to find out what's going on about a payment or something. Headway takes care of all of that for me. So those are just some of the ways you can find me and I'm gonna leave those links below. Another thing that I do is run an organization, a nonprofit organization with my twin sister, Suzanne Thompson, Dr. Thompson, um, and it's called The Well, Women Empowered for Life in Leadership. And you can find us at our website that I will put that link below for you. Also consider donating to that nonprofit and even to this podcast, if it's to your liking and you want to see this message shared just across the board for other people to be able to be empowered through this message. Okay. Well, let's come on in and join me as we go into this next episode. Put your listening ears on because I have a powerful word for you. Okay, so I want you to know that divorce is not the death of you. Did you hear me? Divorce is not the death of you. It's just the death of your marriage, okay? As long as you're living... You can experience salvation through many human experiences, right? Salvation is given to you, but there are so many ways that God shows us his salvation. And, you know, coming through a bad marriage is one of those things. If he delivers you from that, just be thankful for his salvation. Do you all remember the children of Israel, how they were stuck in Egypt for over 400 years? Can you imagine walking? Uh, in a place of bondage all your life, and that's all you know. Imagine how difficult it must be, must have been for them to decide to move on from that place. It's all they knew. And so when Moses was led by God to go there, it wasn't something that they welcomed with open arms, at least not all of them. They murmured about it. They wondered about it because they didn't know how life was going to be. And I'm sure you feel that way with the decisions you're having to make these days. And so what if God told you to do something, you know, that you've always heard that you should not do? Maybe you've heard other people say it's wrong to do it, but God is telling you to do it. Would you do what God is saying or would you listen to what other people are telling you to do? I have lived my life that way for many years, where it was about what other people said. But I need to know what God was saying to me. What is God saying for you to do that you have denied yourself of? You know that there is a way that seems right to a man, right? But what did the Bible say? That the end there often destruction. So it may seem like The thing that you're supposed to do, that is wrong to everybody else. But perhaps that's just a way that God is taking you so that you can bring some people out. It just doesn't add up sometimes. Can you imagine what it felt like for Rahab, what it felt like for Mary, what it felt like for the woman at the well, you know, saying something different than she was used to saying? What is it that you have to say that you haven't said or you haven't done because you're afraid of what people are going to say. There are things that I observed as a child and even as an adult, things I have heard that stuck in my mind. 
the things that stuck in my mind are really like those big moments that I've had. And maybe somebody said something afterwards that might have discouraged me. I remember once I was given the opportunity to speak at Christian Pentecostal Church, where I used to attend in New Jersey. And it would have been my first time speaking in front of that con congregation. And the topic they gave me was love. And y'all know love is a vast topic. Even in my study time, I struggled to put it in a concise way where I felt like I was ready with the message. So needless to say, when I went up there, I, I let the nerves take over. And immediately after that, after everything was over, a church sister of mine who we were pretty tight, she came to me and said, you know what? It's not for everybody. That thing stuck with me even till today. And she didn't even know how much that impacted me. You really have to be careful about the things you share, the things you say to people. You have to know that it's going to have an impression on them, especially when they need encouragement the most. So that impacted my belief and my confidence to know that, yeah, I could be called to preach. I could be called to teach the word of God. There's always a nudging inside of me to do that. But I'm like, there was no evidence to show me that I was called to it. Are you like me who you are waiting for some evidence, for somebody to validate you, to tell you that you're called to do something? And then even when somebody's telling you, you don't even believe it because you're so discouraged by what you heard before. I started to wonder if God really called me to that. I have recently come to accept this calling after many years. I was really discouraged about my ability to teach, right? Are you 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 confident about God, what God is calling you to, or maybe you're questioning it? You might hear some people say, you know, when I was a child, I was very vocal, and the teacher always told me to shut up, or you know, my parents used to worry about me and things like that. And people may have those stories about ways that they saw their giftings as a child, but to some of you, it wasn't that obvious. Don't worry about what somebody's story, somebody else's story looks like. What is your story? Just because it's that it didn't, it wasn't developed the same way doesn't mean you don't have the gift that God has given you. Whenever I think of that, I think of the man that was given the one talent in the parable that Jesus talked about. That one talent would have been multiplied and would have been good enough for that man had he had the confidence to invest that talent and see it grow. Instead, he probably became envious of the others who had five and 10 talents and thought that his one wasn't enough. What are you questioning that God has put in your hands that God knows you can use and multiply, but you question it because it doesn't seem adequate enough. It doesn't look the way other people, like what other people have and how they've done it. Other people have more resources. So you make the, the excuse that you can't do it because you don't have this and you don't have that. What excuses are you making when Jesus is calling you? You know, so you need to start to believe that that subtle voice that you hear, that thing in your heart, that desire, that longing you have, that God is drawing you, he's calling you to a specific thing, a specific thing that you need to do in the earth. And the earth is groaning and waiting for you. So I started at the beginning talking about divorce, right? 
not being the death of you. That's my personal story. It was the death of one chapter of my life, and now I'm beginning a new one. What has you stuck? And you think you can't start over? Wherever you are in your journey, you can begin again or continue. Listen, you need to hear and listen for Jesus' calling. He said, come to me, those who are overladen with burdens. He wants to take the yoke from you that you carry. And he wants to exchange it for his yoke because his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. It's lighter than what you're dealing with right now. There are burdens that you're carrying that are just too heavy for you. Or maybe you have been carrying them for too long. And we need to know when to put those burdens down. So I suffered for 19 to 20 years, wondering if I would ever get out of an abusive situation. Wondering if this person would ever change. Even I went through the process of changing me and I did everything I should have done as a wife. But when it came down to it, it was the, the thing that I wanted to change was only God's job. And when it wasn't changing, because the thing is, we all, we all have our own wills and our own um, decision-making process that we do and that God has given to us. And it is a gift that we've been given, this free will. And so if somebody decides that they're not going to change, there's nothing I can do about it. And so... God, God decided, he made a decision on my behalf and told me to let go. And God can do that for you because he is God. And who dares question him? So the first thing I want you to know is when Jesus is calling you, don't question it. Jesus is calling the oppressed today. He's calling you to his banqueting hall. And he's like, look at all of this that I have for you. He wants to give you a feast. He loves you that much. He wants to show you all the blessings that he has for you. You don't have to willfully choose to suffer. You don't have to do that. If God puts, puts you in a position to suffer, it's because he's making you and he's is, is taking you to another level. But don't willfully suffer because somebody told you you had to be in a bondage situation. What, what are you holding on to that you, can, you need to let go of? So this struggle is not the death of you. That's my first point. This struggle is not the death of you. You can experience salvation on many levels. Look at Rahab. Look at the woman at the well, the woman caught in adultery. Look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. How embarrassing and a scandal to be, to, to be exposed to Joseph right, or engaged as we know it today, right, engaged to Joseph, and then you people are hearing that you're pregnant, that you have to hide, right? She had to go seek refuge with Elizabeth. It was scandalous, y'all. Imagine it being on Facebook, how that looks. I know it doesn't look good for me, okay? I, I, people know now that I'm in this process of divorce. They don't know what part of the phase I'm in because they weren't there at the beginning to see the journey. And some people will put tears when they see me and my children together because they're not seeing their father with me. But they don't know that I'm blessed because I'm no longer in that chaos. They think it's sad that the marriage is broken because they uphold marriage above God's will for my life. They don't know his sovereign will for my life. 
And so you really need to know the word of God for yourself. So that whole scandal with Mary, imagine that. What scandal are you facing if you decide to give up something people are telling you to hold on to? Do not be worried about how it looks. I had to be determined that obedience was better than sacrifice for me. To continue to sacrifice myself, my integrity, my sanity, for the sake of how it would look to others would no longer cut it. I had to do the harder thing and do the inevitable. I had to leave a bad marriage. There are people who will judge me based on their lack of revelation, you know, or their lack of understanding of what God is saying to me. They only know what they've read without further understanding of the heart of God and what is, co is continuing to proceed out of his mouth for their lives today. You see, there's absolutely no situation that God does not give you a way of escape. I was escaping in my mind to places that were not good. If something causes you to constantly struggle to uh, stumble and to sin, that's not the place that God has for you. And nothing can supersede his relationship with you. That comes first. So be willing to go after the thing you have ignored. Right? But quietly, you've, you know it's in your heart to do. I was being a hypocrite, holding on to something I knew I wanted to let go of for so long. Because I didn't want to let go of tradition and what I thought was right what I thought was right and what people have, have trained me to believe until, I, until God rescued me by his own hand. He persuaded me to let go. He did that. That is my story I'm telling you and he's making me a testimony for you. <laughs> you people would say, okay, God hates this and he hates that. He hates a lot of things that we as humans do. But he will do, he will listen, he will defy law to get you what you need because he loves you. What wouldn't you do as a mom for your children? Everything's not black and white. We have to know the word of God for ourselves and seek revelation because he is still speaking today. So what are the things you have heard that you stopped yourself from doing because you were afraid? to make a move. What are you afraid of that they will say? Write the vision first for yourself and speak it until you manifest it. You say, they say, write the vision, make it plain so that they may run that see it. You will need to be able to see it first. Write it down. I think I missed this next point that I had. Jesus is calling you to make your weight lighter. He said, come to him, all who have labored and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burdens are light. He wants to give you a much lighter load, but what you're carrying is too heavy. And you need to recognize when it's just too much to carry, when you can't function well. It's too much. We're taking on more than we can handle sometimes. They were always saying, God won't give you more than you can handle. That is true. He won't give you more than you can handle. But we take on more than we can handle sometimes. And God is saying, put it down. Let it go. 
You can let go of your prison of addiction. It is heavier than the weight that he wants to give you. You can let go of the prison of a lifestyle that he did not choose for you. It is heavier than what he wants to give you. The weight he gives you will produce a greater glory. Okay? A crown of glory. That's the weight he wants to give you. Not the one you're currently carrying that is keep keeping you oppressed. God is calling the oppressed. He wants you to go from a stuck place to a free place. So I try to picture my life with my husband for a lifetime. I used to think, oh, when the kids leave the house, you know, what's it going to be like? Can, can I really enjoy him? And I remember the very first year of my marriage, how horrible it was. How, or, you know, he would just lose it. I've said that before. Um, but, you know, he has his own issues to, to manage. But to be in a place where you know things are the same, I could not picture myself being with this person when they're old and miserable. I was like, I have to enjoy this for my life. I keep, I kept picturing myself. I'm like, I cannot do this, Lord. <laughs> so my happy place was not with my husband. When I went into my mind and I started to imagine my happy place led me to places I didn't even, I should not even have gone. And so if a situation, like I said, if a situation is causing you to lose your integrity and is constantly causing you to sin, that is not where God wants you to be. And nothing else is more important than your relationship with God. Do you hear me? Nothing is more important than your relationship with God. Hear me. You can become free. Sometimes freedom happens while you're in the situation. And I've had moments of that where I felt God took me to another level while I was in there. But there came a time when that grace ran out and I could no longer grow in that situation. There is safety. Let me tell you, there is safety in the multitude of counsel. So seek counseling if you have to. That's what I'm here for. That's why that's where why multiple therapists exist today. We're here because many people are burdened down by struggles that they just are really, really facing that some people refuse to help them with. Some people are not empathetic towards you. Some people are living their cushy lives, their cushy husband and cushy wives, and they think other people can are, are suffering the same kind of conflict they're suffering. But no one knows what you're going through like you know what you're going through. So you may not get comfort from them. You may not get comfort from people in church who has never experienced what you're experiencing. You may never get that comfort, but you need to seek God because he has the answer for you. I kept hearing God say to me, it's like Jesus was in the courtroom of heaven pleading my case all this time. And there finally came the verdict. And he freed me. He can do that. He can do that. Have you read Esther how she was given favor from the king? He made new rules for her. What new rule can God make for you? You're here worried about what people think. I understand though. It's a process. So, you know, if you feel 
that you're blessed by this podcast. I really want you to consider um, how you want to partner with me in this journey. And, you know, we just, I just want to minister the word of God, to let people become unstuck from the mind that they can't do something or that God has kept them trapped in a place for the rest of their lives. No, you can be free. So let me reiterate those points again for you, because I really want you to get it. I just want you to remember that your struggle is not the death of you. That's the first one. Then I want you to know that Jesus is calling you to make your weight lighter. Be willing to go after the thing you have ignored, but has quietly been in your heart. And just know that you can become unstuck and go to a place of freedom. God has his promises on you. It's all over you. He has his promises on your life. He has a plan for you. So don't think he's given up on you. He's heard you praying. Continue to pray and seek his face and stay married to his will. I love you and I hope you're blessed. God bless you.